Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Real Film Nerds. I am your host, Mysterious Mike, and with me, as always, is Matt. What's up, everybody? Um, so this week we are removing, uh, uh, reviewing a movie that was crazy as shit, and I loved it. Ooh, Mike, do you want me to read all the shit since you're doing the intro? Oh, I don't know. Do you want to read the stuff? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do that. Let's just screw with people. Okay, go ahead and keep keep introducing uh, what fantastical movie we're watching. We're we all we already watched it. We're talking about today. Okay, so we are talking about this uh, movie that probably no one's going to see, but I feel like it's going to be an instant cult classic. Uh, it's Assassination Nation. And uh, Matt, do you have some more info on what uh, this is about? Alrighty, Michael, I will give you the uh, good old-fashioned rundown that you typically do. So we got uh, Assassination Nation is directed by Sam Levinson. It is also written by Sam Levinson. It stars Odessa Young, Hari Neff, Suki Waterhouse, Abra, must be nice only having one name, people, uh, Coleman Domingo, Bill Skarsgård, and Joel McHale. Here's a little bit of a synopsis for you. After a malicious data hack exposes the secrets of the perpetually American town of Salem, chaos descends and four girls must fight to survive while coping with the hack themselves. Basically, this movie is crazy as shit, and it has lots of social commentary. That's what you need to take away from it. Yeah, uh, this movie, I wasn't expecting, well, I don't, I don't know what I was expecting, because all, all uh, I was told by uh, Matt was it was crazy, and it was going to take him a couple days to process it, and I I loved it. Like, I watched it, and I was just like, whoa, like, it's covering so many different topics, so some of them super fast. It just, it was like, wow, I, I, I... I liked it. It's a very dense, dense, dense movie. And yeah. it's very dark. And it has lots of social commentary. And when I say dark, I don't mean uh, physically dark. I mean, yes, it is. It's lit dark because a lot of it does take place at night. But a lot of it does take place in a school as well. But emotionally, it is very, very, very dark. And it is... My kind of movie, for sure. That's that's why, as I sent the message to Mike after I watched it, I was like, dude, this is a dark one. I'm going to need to process it. Because it's it really, really makes you think. And those are the kind of movies I like. Yeah, it, it's, it definitely makes you think. Um, it's got so much stuff covered in it. Um, whether it's uh, sex or Instagram or, or like like the internet and all kind like it covers so much politics and oh man like I feel like politics high school sexuality yeah, yeah. I I feel like this movie is an instant cult classic I feel like it it will be held in high regard in the next few years I don't know that's my prediction what do you think 
I'd, I'd agree with you. Um, it might be a bit much for some people, just based on the uh, sexuality and the violence, because don't get me wrong, there is quite a bit of violence. Now, as I was looking to go to this film, I watched a few trailers, saw some people's thoughts on it and things, and they were saying they couldn't pin down exactly what kind of movie this was. It was kind of a mixture of The Purge with a horror movie with some other stuff. And so that made me think going into it, it was going to be just full-on hardcore action throughout the entire film, and it wasn't. The action really only kind of takes place at the end, and the movie up to that, well, not the not the super end, like the last third of the film, like the third act. Yeah, the third act. It's pretty much just pure, yeah, the third act is like pure action, just pure action all the way to the end. And so... I really, really enjoyed that buildup. Like, it really just shows you the absolute chaos that went on to lead to this basically town turning against these four women or girls because they're supposed to be high school girls. In real life, I think they're in their early 20s to mid 20s. Yeah, yeah, but they I think they were supposed high to be high school girls well. Yeah, they had to be I think they were they were playing like 18-year-old like seniors. I mean, they were they were close yeah. to graduating. Yeah. Yeah, they're junior seniors in high school. I mean, they're, they're it shows the main uh character driving, you know, early on in the movie. She's driving an old school uh Ford Bronco, I think. Yeah. And that stuck yeah. out in my mind cuz yeah, you know, I think it was a Bronco. That's yeah. totally stuff we saw. Yeah, that's totally stuff we saw growing up was Ford Broncos. But I I I love this movie. I thought it was I thought it was very well done. The acting was really good. The story is just fascinating. The social commentary is it can be off-putting at times because like you were pointing out Mike there's just so much of it. It's just all encompassing encompassing yeah. engrossing just they talk about everything from rape to uh, being a transsexual to it, it, social media, yeah, it's to sometimes overwhelming. Figures, yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, I felt like they were trying to deal with like so much social things, like a lot of the political climate that it is right now. I feel like they were they were touching on that. They were touching on the you know the um, LB. Oh well, man, I'm gonna screw up the acronym. What is the the acronym Liz LGBTQ, yeah, that, yeah, um, that that stuff, and like, and in this movie, there's a uh, a transsexual character, and they don't actually tell you that in the movie. Really, you 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 either have to figure it out, or you just it. It was neat that they didn't highlight it. Like they're not trying to force it to you. Like I like that. I thought that was neat. Well, and that's one of the things that trumped me up that I was pointing out before we started recording is that I had no idea until later on towards the end of the film and even after the film because they don't make it a point that one of the four main characters of this film is a transsexual. And she is not just a transsexual in the film. She is a transsexual in real life. Right. And so I think it just brought the whole film to a whole nother level by doing that, because they're like, here, look, here's this transsexual actress. She's one of the main characters. Clearly, she's a transsexual in school. Looking back after finding everything out after the film, you see it in the film by them 
you know, saying names and picking on her and everybody kind of gives her a look and things, but it's not splayed out in front of you. Like they're not trying to draw attention to her. They're not trying to draw attention to the movie because it has a transsexual star in it. And I really, really applaud this film for that. Yeah, I thought that was a cool way of having a transsexual character in the movie without trying to market it or be like, hey, look at us. We're awesome. We we have this transsexual. No, it was just more about the friends and the characters that they were playing. So I thought that was great. Right. It was about the the friends, the people, the story. That's what it was about. And that's I applaud them for that because that's how it should be. Unless, you know, it's a movie that's completely about that, that's different. But they just treat it like a normal person, which is how it should be. We're far enough along in this world, just stop the bullshit, leave it alone, you know. They are who they are, who cares? That's my thoughts. Yeah, I I thought it was interesting to see, like, this mob mentality, like, play out in, like, real life. Like, kind of how the internet always hates everything or or is so quick to judge. And it just showed this in a more, like, realistic scenario. And it was crazy. There was some points where people go up in front of, uh, like, so uh, through circumstances through the movie... Um, I don't know. Without saying too much, try I, not to try not to spoil it yet, Mike. We'll get there. We'll okay, get there. Okay, but but anyway, there's some some points to the movie where people are um, trying to apologize or resign from positions, and uh, the lighting and the way that it was done, I loved it because it's just like every everything, all eyes are on these people, and it just showed you that like in such a visual way that I really like that. Well, being a member of the media, Mike, and going to lots of these press-style events that are like that, like, uh, for instance, the one that Mike's alluding to mostly, and we can talk about it because it's in the trailer, because they say it in the trailer, um, is the principal of the high school. And he goes in front of a, I don't know if it's so much the school or if it's a, just a general public meeting or whatever, but it's a dark room and they hit him with a hardcore spotlight. Which, if you've ever been to any of these kind of political rallies or press conferences like that, I've been to press conferences where it's just house lights are turned on, whatever. But uh, here's a great example for uh, one of Arizona's recently passed greatest senators, I guess you would say, uh, John McCain. I, I don't care what your political beliefs are, but John McCain was fought hard for this state, and I applaud him for that. He was a great human being. Every single time I met him, he never looked down at me. He never treated me any different than any other political person I ever met. You know, he would he would come up just because I was with a smaller newspaper than, say, the Republic or the New York Times or whatever. He still gave me the same respect as anyone else. And I really loved that. I applauded him for that. Yeah, Anyways, that's to awesome. get back on topic. I went to um, when McCain was running for president, his very last public speak, talk, whatever you want to say, took place here in Prescott on the eve of election. And he was supposed to go on at 10 o'clock and then it was 11 o'clock and then it was midnight. 
before I knew it was one o'clock in the morning and he finally came out. But, you know, he was coming into town for probably Washington or somewhere else. Who knows? But there was a mass of people surrounding him and everything. And they had pretty much all the lights in the whole courthouse plaza where they had it fenced off very dim. And they had these giant bright strobes lighting up the entire um, the entire stage, I guess you would say. Well, we would call them the stairs, but it's a stage. Yeah. And so it was uh, how this is shot is a lot like that. Like not a little press conference, a massive, giant, televised, big time press conference is how it was shot. And I agree. It really helped tell the story a lot. It shows the impact of how big of a deal this was. Yeah, no, I I, I enjoyed that quite a bit in this movie. Um, yeah, this this movie's just, wow. I know that was a hell of a rant to get off, sorry, but uh, I did it. So, all right, Mike, um, I know you're kind of leading the podcast, but I'm going to do it because I know this is your thing, and you need to do it, and you need to get in it. So, Mike, how does Assassination Nation relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Ooh, so uh, this this one was a little bit tricky. Uh, even though it's a new movie, it's kind of low budget, and there was it seems like there wasn't a lot of uh, normal people that worked on this movie that work on a lot of Hollywood movies. But I was well, it's uh, independent, right? It's pretty yeah. close to an independent because it only showed up here at Harkins, and I think we still have it now. But it's it went from having five showings a day to one showing a day now. Yeah, um, it it got picked up at the Sundance Film Festival, actually. That's how this movie actually got distributed, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Um, So anyway, uh, I found a hairstylist that worked on uh, Avengers Infinity War, uh, Renee Ramos. Uh, She she worked in the makeup department for this movie, Assassination Nation. Nice. Well, at least you got it. That's good. Oof. It might just be a hairstylist, but at least you nailed it. Well, yeah, I mean, it was. I was getting a little worried. You know, when you get down into to makeup and stuff, you're kind of towards the end of the cast. So. Oh yeah, definitely. They're still on there. Well, not cast, but yeah. Casting the crew. crew. Yeah, casting yeah. crew. Yeah. They're still on there, but we're good. So, so our version of the six degrees of Kevin Bacon continues yes yes it does i actually was having a discussion with one of our listeners the other day that they understood i was explaining to them that we relate every single movie to the marvel cinematic universe and the first thing they said was oh like the six degrees of kevin bacon i was like exactly but the marvel cinematic universe yeah 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 no that's a hundred hundred percent that's exactly what we're doing yep that's how i explained it when you first introduced it in Episode number five, Game Night. Wow. Episode five. Yep. Wow. It's been it's been quite quite the ride. That's what she said. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Good good one, Matt. Good one. All right. So Mike, you wanna uh you wanna go whole hog and talk about spoilers? Yeah, I get yeah, I think I think we should. Okay. So, everybody, here's your warning from here on out. If you do not want Assassination spoiled for you, go ahead and turn this guy off or fast forward to the end to get our reels. 
And I have a feeling that they're probably going to be more than three reels for both of us. So anyways, Mike, there you go. Go for it. Start our spoiler-filled review of Assassination Nation. Oh, uh, well, um, I I don't know where to begin exactly. I really love all the different visual things that they did in this movie. In the beginning, it was a little bit odd with some of the, the cutting the screen into thirds a lot. And I think they were just yeah, trying Yeah, during to, the sex scenes, right? Yeah, just right in the beginning, really. It was mostly just the beginning. That they did the yeah it was during a sex scene yes um or, well or it a wasn't just sex a sex yeah. yeah it was a few different versions of sex scenes like the there was the uh, transsexual sex which again surprised me later when I found out it was a transsexual but um that was going on and then the main character uh, Odessa Young was running around uh, taking sexting I guess you would say taking news of herself and sending them to her mysterious boyfriend? Well, like, semi-nudes, I guess, and and her mysterious boyfriend's text name was Daddy, which was... uh, That was creepy as shit. Weird. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Um, But I love... There's a a part in this movie where um, uh, Odessa Young, uh, Lily is her character's name, is called to the principal's office, and she talks to the principal, and she had some explicit drawings that she did for her art class. Yeah. And then yeah. when she explains why she did it, it was amazing. And even the principal's like, well, that's a really good explanation, but you understand you're still in high school, right? <laughs> Dude, I oh, loved it. Like, it was fantastic. I thought it was such a smart... It was really cool because it was like the point where she – it was almost like the principal is like, hey, I know you're just about an adult, but you're not quite an adult. You can't do this right now. Got it? <laughs> like, like – Being a being an art student, I do have my degree in art, people. Um, she – if she continues this, the character, obviously, not the real actress. She's already a successful artist – if the character in the movie continues what she's doing, she will be an extremely successful artist outside of high school, just based on how she explained why she was drawing what she was drawing. And uh, basically, since we're in spoilers, she was basically drawing, um, I don't know if they were self-portraits or if they were just a random female, but they were sexually explicit nudes. Not... Tasteful nudes. I mean, you know, split open legs, showing all the, you know, fun parts. <laughs> I guess is what you would call it. Yeah. No. Full, full on. Uh, you know, labias spread and all kinds of stuff. But it, yeah. it was really, really awesome. That conversation. I thought that was really neat in the movie. Like. And it really set up the character so you knew more about the principal uh, for what happens later on with the principal. And it it made me feel more for the principal because I... Which that is an interesting topic all amongst itself, what happens to the principal. He's one of the first people, he's the second person to get hacked out of everybody in town. Yeah. And the reason why the town turns on him... 
is one of I actually discussed this at work with a couple of my coworkers is one of the weirdest reasons why and it shows you how jaded people really are in society at least that's what I took from it um he, the principal is slammed up and down and called a pedophile and told to resign and all this shit because he had a photograph of his daughter at Five or six years old? Yeah, I believe it was six years old. Six? And, six? They, and they were saying yeah. that was child pornography. I'm like, but it's yeah, his she was daughter. In, she was in a bathtub. Like, you know, people do... Six might be a little old, but still, I mean, I can't tell you how many times you've seen pictures of, you know, people's kids, you know, naked in a bathtub, and they're like, you know, six months old, a year, two years, whatever. And so, so yes, she's a little older, but they immediately jump all over him saying it's child pornography and he's a pedophile and all this shit. It's like, um, it's his child. Yes. That probably wasn't the best thing to do, but it's his child. It's, I don't know. Yeah, no, uh, I, I enjoyed, uh, I mean, I, I not enjoyed, but I, like the way that it set it up and and it it does kind of touch on the topic of how crazy we are uh at jumping on people and everyone's guilty before proven innocent and like they just all thanks to social media yeah they took it over like oh so crazy and then um uh the conversation that lily has with her uh uh, played by uh, Odessa Young with her parents about this particular subject was really smart too. And she's like, Hey, you have naked pictures of me on the wall. Are you a pedophile? And they're like, well, no, you were too. Yeah. That must've been a really awkward conversation. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it, it was, it was interesting. It was, um, Yeah. So, so, so this movie is very smart. A lot of the dialogue is really well thought out, and um, it, some of it's really fast. It's hard to keep up with some of the stuff because it's just—I mean, this movie is very quick. Yeah, it's <laughs> very dense, very smart, very dense. Lots and lots and lots of topics. Lots. It's fantastic. I, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. This is uh, for me one that you know. If you can do it, if you can swing it, definitely go see it in the theaters. Yeah, I believe this won't be around for very long in the theaters because, uh, like you said, and and even I, like uh, the the Showtimes, I, I saw it this week. It's only been out for two weeks, and uh, it was already um, harder to see. And I believe it'll be out of uh, my area in uh, this next week. But I do think it'll be streaming, and I do think this is going to be like a cult classic. I think people are going to look back on this movie. I think people are going to... I mean, it's so well done. I'm actually surprised so. it got made. It's like, who? I mean, when I when I was first watching this, I will say this. When I was first watching it, the beginning of the movie, there's like... Why are there like 15 companies that made this movie? Yeah, I know, right? And I was like... <laughs> This is like everyone made this movie, but like after seeing it, I was like, oh, they probably just no one wanted to fully fund it. And like it, it was probably like, we'll give you a little bit. We'll give you a little bit like all the like however. I think that- also it was trying to, you know, get the distribution too. yeah, you know, because yeah. it like you were saying, it was Sundance. So I think maybe different 
uh, production company stepped up to try and help get it pushed out. I mean, I never would have thought a movie like this would end up in Prescott, Arizona, of all places. I mean, come on, we're we're very small, and this is an extremely uh, intelligent, independent film that's very violent and has lots of meaning behind it, counter to what the culture is here for sure. And it's still in the theater today. I don't know. It might have bounced out by now, but I think they it's still here. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll, it'll probably be gone by next week, and I imagine it'll be gone next week in my area as well. Um, but I am actually really glad that you told me to watch this one because uh, I probably wouldn't have seen it. Dude, I when I saw the trailer for this movie, because we were discussing it, that's how I learned about this film, Mike and I were discussing what we wanted to review coming up and what was releasing, and I was like, okay, well, I started watching trailers and Assassination Nation just, it just hit me. I was like, dude, this looks freaking wild. And they cut, like, a large part of the trailer is actually the first part of the movie, which I thought was ingenious, because it kind of gives you, like, a warning, like, in a way, at the start of the movie. Like, it says, you know, there's going to be uh, sex, there's going to be uh, gore, there's going to be extreme violence. Oh, yeah. And it shows the words across the screen. Like, there's no screwing around. It tells you, if you can't handle this shit, get out. <laughs> it does. It, it was. I di- thought that th- was great. That was definitely different. Um, it was definitely different. I mean, the, the uh, fact that uh, this town, when everyone's information gets hacked and everybody gets to see everybody's um, dirty laundry, uh, it's insane that well, how everyone reacts because everyone's just crazy. Like, ah, oh, man. It like, basically turns into mass fucking anarchy. Yeah, and then apparently they said that the FBI and the cops wouldn't do anything. Which yeah. is interesting, but uh, like, wow! Like, and well, that's so th- another one that's in the trailer is that conversation between the chief of police and the FBI, and the FBI basically says, uh, "Sir, it's hard to stop the internet," and it's a very true logical statement. Yes, no, it, it, it yes, sir, it is hard to stop the internet. Yeah, but wow, it was, yeah. It was interesting, and then the the uh, the very end, uh, minus the kind of odd credit sequence. Um, yeah, that was kind of odd. Yeah, <laughs> I liked it, but it was odd. I don't know how it fit into the movie. It was very purge esque. Yeah, the end. Yeah, but the the uh, when they asked, they they ended up catching the person that uh, ended up being the person who did all the hacking, and they asked him. Why he did it, and he said, for the lulls. I, I know, right? I could not. <laughs> and that, that, that to me, just summed up. Uh, I was like, oh, that's... That's wow. 90% of hackers today. Yeah. There's the 10% that's out there trying to actually get money and grow and, you know, take advantage of shit. But the rest of it, it's all just to screw with society. Yeah, and that's what this guy did. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could ruin who it is, but I don't know. We'll, no, we'll just keep no, it to ourselves. No, we'll keep it to ourselves. But like, wow, it it was uh, for all the stuff that you see, like in that third act. I mean, stuff just goes bananas. 
And it basically turns into the purge in real life. Yeah, and then and then at the very end, you, you see the guy who's responsible for it just saying, "It's for the lulls." Like it was just wow. Yeah. Like I people died, people's lives were ruined. They will never ever come back, including people close to the hacker. And it's because he wanted. Yeah, uh, it's just. Wow. Yeah. You know, just wow. You can't say anything else. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess, Matt, I don't I don't want to be too many more spoiler stuff. Uh, wh- what, what are your reels? What do you give this? Dude, like I said, I really did enjoy this movie. It's it's my kind of movie. It makes you think. We, like I said, when uh, I messaged you, like, not to say it for the fifth time in this podcast but i'm gonna say it anyways when i left the theater i told you i'm gonna have to process this for a couple days because i mean i was still thinking about this movie two or three days after i saw it because i was just like wow it and those are my kind of movies i love the movies that make you think i really do and so um mike i give assassination nation four out of five reels Oh man, it's exactly uh, all right. So I seriously, yeah, seriously again. Yeah. So I am also gonna give Assassination Nation four reels, and it is for most of, if not the exact same reasons. I I enjoyed that it was smart and and it was just well done movie. Uh, visually, a lot of the things I liked. Um, it was just it was cool. I, some of it's or maybe more than some of it, it's stylized, but I like the style. Like, it was cool. And, yeah, this this movie, four reels. Uh, I'd say see it in the theater, but I doubt a lot of people will get the chance. So when it comes out on the streamings or the whatever, however you watch your your content, I think you should see this movie. It is extremely violent, but it's to... I believe it's to prove a point and it's 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 for the message. So definitely don't watch this around the children's. Oh if you no. Have children's. No, no, no. It's vicious. Uh, I don't honestly I think even it might be a little rough even for high school age kids just because the majority of the film takes place during that time period of high school. And so it might it might mess with some of the kids. So I think definitely Maybe if you're a junior or senior, maybe, but even then might be pushing it because it's uh it deals with a lot of hardcore subjects. Yeah, I actually was uh, questioning if this movie was close to getting an NC-17 rating because it was so graphic in a lot of the things that it did. Um, but what's interesting is it doesn't really show much in the area of nudity either. Like there's nudity drawings. But you don't blatantly see people having sex. You know, you don't oh, see true, uh, true. nudity. Yeah, you, but you don't see when nudity. There are, yeah, when there are sex scenes, it some of them are not consensual, <laughs> is a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it's, yeah. It's the ideas yeah, of what no, they're I doing. Feel, I feel like it was worse because they didn't show you anything. Uh, it's a possibility, yeah. It, it it was not uh, anything on the scale of pleasurable at all. 
it's uh very dark in those scenes yeah yeah oh no this this movie's dark this movie's dark yeah <laughs> um all right uh so so uh i don't think i have anything else uh i did like this movie and i i you know people should see it yeah i think honestly this is one that netflix especially since it's an indie will probably be out on netflix like the day it's released on video demand kind of thing. Like the day it comes out on DVD, Blu-ray, whatever, I think probably a week or two later, it'll be on Netflix or Amazon prime or something. I don't think this is one that they're going to hold on to very long. I think they're going to put it out like right off the bat, like a lot of independence. Yeah, you're probably right. I guess with that, I'm all finished up. Uh, Matt, do you have uh, anything else? Uh yeah, I will uh I'll go ahead and close this out, Mike. How's that? Does that sound okay? Yeah, um and oh, is is this uh this is the first week of our uh uh Harvest Horror Fest, right? That that's exactly what I was going to talk about, Mysterious Mike. Is uh don't forget to download and come back on Thursday because Thursday is our first official kickoff with Harvest Horror Fest with our review of Kevin Smith's Tusk. I guess in a way you could kind of lump Assassination Nation in with the Harvest Horror Fest because it is kind of horror-esque. It's uh, psychological, but uh, it's not really what we're trying to do for Harvest Horror Fest. Yeah, it's it's somewhat terrifying in some of the ideas that are presented, but it's not necessarily a horror movie. All right. Well, uh, Mike, I guess on that note, I will uh, go ahead and close this out. But make sure to come back, listen to Tusk, uh, listen to our other Harvest Horror Fest films, which we're not going to spoil yet because we got a month full of them. Well, half a month full of them, because we're only doing one pod a week of Harvest Horror Fest. Yeah. All right, everybody. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, rate, review us, especially on the iTunes. Uh, iTunes is really where the numbers are at still to this day. And when you give us a rating and you give us a review, the chances of our podcast popping up for other people to hear goes up dramatically. So with that... Thanks again, everybody, and we will chat with you on Thursday with Harvest Horror Fest's Tusk. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll talk at you next time. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.